Here are 10 reasons why salespeople suck at sales and how to fix nine of them. Insurance dudes are on a mission to escape being handcuffed by our agencies. How? By uncovering the secrets to creating a predictable, consistent, and profitable agency sales machine. I am Craig Pretziger. I am Jason Feldman. We are agents. We are insurance dudes. So this is the thing. When you, you're selling your salespeople on selling, they're going to be fearful. I mean, especially if they're newer. So what are the 10 reasons why salespeople suck at sales? Number one, fear of rejection. People are so afraid of being told no. When in reality, everybody thinks like that being good at sales has to do with how good you are at sales and you'll be able to just sell people. Ah, that is myth number one. Because the reality is, is you're only going to sell so many people on the product. It's not good for them. They really don't want it. You're never going to sell them or you're going to beat your head against the wall trying to do it. So bottom line is you're going to hear a lot more rejections than you are of people saying yes. So the skill isn't to be better at sales. The skill is being better at rejection. Who cares? Move on to the next person. You just got to keep going through everybody until you find the people that your product fits. So if you're afraid of rejection, then make as many calls, talk to as many people as you can and get over it. If you can't get over it and you're just constantly afraid of rejection and those no's really bother you, if you cannot get over it, you're going to suck at sales regardless. You're never going to last. You're going to suck. So number two, lack of confidence. A lot of people lack confidence, especially when they start selling a product. They might feel uncomfortable talking about it, answering questions. They might get worried about, hey, what if they ask me a question about it? Well, that is why we have to practice. Practice, know, feel confident about what you are selling. Be proud of it. If you're not selling something that you're proud of, get out. Don't sell it. You don't need it right? Get into something that you're selling something that you're proud of. Because when you are selling something that you're proud of, it's like going to that movie that you're super excited about. And you came home, you want to talk to your friend about it. Like, hey, did you see that movie? It was so cool. The guy was running, jumped off the cliff, blah, blah, blah. You're so excited. It's not selling. That doesn't feel unnatural in that circumstance. So gain the confidence, learn about the product, learn how it can help people, learn how the thing is, it makes lives better. Because that's all we're doing is solving problems. So gain that confidence, and that's by practicing. All right, number three, I don't want to be too pushy. Ooh, this one bothers me. I used to feel this way. I totally used to feel this way. But here's the thing. A lot of people, if they have a problem, they might get a ton of quotes. What's the price on all this? What am I getting over here and over here and over here? And they spend so much time worrying about the you know, like if they're going to save a dollar or two or so much about it. And they spend so much time at the end of the day, they might just pick something that's the easiest because they spent so much time and energy on it. So it's not being pushy. It's you need to have confidence in your product and know that you and your team are the best people to solve that problem. And the the best thing you can do for that person, the most empathetic thing you could do is get them to move forward so that they can go home, they can play with their son, their daughter, be with their family. Like, that's it. Like, 
like be empathetic to their time. Time is the most valuable resource. So it's not being pushy. I mean, actually, it's being disrespectful to your time and your prospect's time if you just, if you're both like, mm, I don't know, let me think about it. And you just don't care. That's somebody who doesn't care about the other person. So the whole being pushy thing is a very BS excuse. All right. Belief that selling is not their job. I mean, sometimes we're put in a position where it's like maybe other roles within the uh, organization might take precedence over it. But like if you have a – that's why I really think that no matter what, like salespeople should just be doing sales and and they should get good at it. And based on everything that we've talked about, I mean, it takes time and it takes repetition and you want to get out of that zone of feeling nervous and you want to really get to know your product and everything. So, I mean, I would say definitely have your salespeople just doing sales. Otherwise, everything else becomes more important than the sales. Why? Because they're hearing so many no's. All right, number five, negative past experiences. And that's why, it's very important to be a part of a team It's and to be a part of coaching and hear positive things because everybody has some sort of negative experience with a sales dude and they don't want to be like that dude, right? So having negative past experiences is a real thing to get over. And when we're talking about how important sales are every single day, when we're coaching, when we're learning, when we're gaining, gaining confidence, that is where we become better salespeople and those past experiences become, you know, in your mind become further and further away. And these new positive experiences become, and, and the more wins they can take up front, give your team wins, team up for stuff, whatever it takes, because once they build that confidence, the negative past experiences will go away. All right. Lack of time. I didn't have enough time. To, to, for selling. Here's the thing. If you're selling on over the phone, dude, it's 30 seconds to a voicemail. I mean, that's it. So you can make technically 120 calls an hour. You have enough time and, and you have to prioritize that time. That means you're not getting over the nose. You're letting that stuff affect you. Keep yourself going. Take little, you know, do sprints. I love sprints. 15 minutes of just dial in those numbers, bang them out. You know, you can get 30 calls if no one answers. Do that and then whew, awesome. And then walk around, get yourself pumped up again and do it. And when I say that, it's like, don't wait for inbound. Inbound calls are awesome. But like outbound calls, like build up enough uh, resilience within yourself that you can do those sprints so that you're get, getting not only sales from inbound, but outbound as well. Unclear value proposition. And this is where it gets crazy, dude. We all have our own perceptions of value. You know, a lot of times, especially with people that with more and more money, the value is in the time. So going back to like being empathetic about somebody's time and I don't want to be pushy. You should on, on with people that are a little, have a little bit more wealth because their time is very valuable to them and let them know that like, dude, you're not going to find anything better. And if you like, you know, this thing works, this is perfect for you, right? Well, 
then let's just do this now. I'll make sure like you don't have the time to be dealing with this. You need to go back to your family and and your business where you're really going to make some money and, um, and the things that you care about, because worrying about this is, should not be one of the things that you're handling. And I think that they would understand that. I do. Actually, I know that. I know that. So yeah, being very clear about the value proposition. What other, what are things that people hold valuable? And it's not always monetary. Like value is subjective, you know? You see it all the time. Like you see a a purse that's like 4,000 bucks. Did it cost 4,000 bucks to make? Heck no, but there's a value in it for that person. It's elevating their status. It's making them feel good. Maybe it's something that they thought about their entire life and then they bought it, right? So value is different for everybody. Make sure you're very clear about the value proposition and what's valuable to them, not to you, because you might think it's stupid. I think that a $4,000 purse is absolutely stupid, but it's not about what I think. If the person thinks it's valuable, then it is. It is to them. That's it right? Price objections. Price is this thing that it's fake because whatever the price is, is absolutely subjective to that person. If they think it's worth it, then it's totally worth it, right? So there should never, ever be a price objection. We get this all the time with our sales reps. Um, Who cares? Who cares what the price is? If the product's good, it doesn't matter. Sell sell it, and that is the price of it because you're getting this awesome team, you're getting this awesome product, you're saving time, you know, you're I mean, whatever it may be. It's it's fantastic for what it is. Why? Because your product, your uh what your your product or service or whatever is valuable because it's one of a kind. It's unique to you. And be very proud of that. So price objections are BS. Uh, lack of trust. <clears throat> this goes back to sales dudes that are desperate. They start thinking about themselves, right? A client can smell that from a mile away. You lose the trust, you're going to lose the sell. All you should care about is that other person. And if you have a sales team, all you should care about is your sales team. So that they can, if you care about them and you show them that, then they're going to care about you. They're going to care about your clients and they're going to treat them the exact same way, right? They're going to treat them exactly how you treat them. So, I mean, the lack of trust, there shouldn't be a lack of trust. And if there is, if there's desperate people on your team, you got to readjust them because it's not going to work. And then... Those are the first nine things that are completely adjustable. Those are the things that you control, that you can readjust and and optimize for the sale. Here's number 10, lack of need. Sometimes clients simply don't need the product or service being sold. That's it. So on these people, like if they absolutely don't need it, just let them know. That, hey, when they do, you're there for them. But you know what? Even tell them, you don't need this. I mean, talk about trust. You get a lot of trust if you're selling something and you say, actually, you don't even need this, right? Sometimes that's a great technique. And it's almost like a takeaway too. Like if you say something, it's like that scarce scarcity thing. 
Like if you if you make it to where it's like, nah, you don't want this. And it's like, well, maybe I do want it, right? But like it's empathetic. It's doing what's right for them. If they don't need it, don't sell it to them. You can't fix that really. And if you do fix it, you're going to get an unhappy client that comes in and is like, I don't want it. Then what are you going to do? They're, they're going to ask for a refund. Then what are you going to tell them? No. And then they're going to write stuff all over the, the social medias. I mean, it's, it's a lose-lose situation. Somebody that doesn't need your product, don't give it to them. So that's it. Those are some incredible tips that will help you dominate in sales. And I hope it gives you an awesome direction to help your team or to help you understand what an amazing thing that you're doing by selling. I'm Jason Feldman. 